Welcome to the OCD, bitch. The show where we take an in-depth episode by episode look at the seminal and underrated primetime soap opera for the early aughts, the OC. I am your host for the evening, Mike Gravano. And with me across the table, as always, is my best pal, my good friend Hal, Ryan. I like how you don't call me by my nickname, Hal. It's just, you straight up Ryan. Yeah. And I, I want everybody to know your nickname is Hal and never use it. Did I earn that nickname because I'm just like a big sort of like chubby, lovable guy who wears like a, uh, you know, one of those flamingo shirts like Hal? Mm-hmm. Or because I come off as like the robot from Space Odyssey 2001, colon. You're kind of the Venn diagram between those two. Yeah. You're 2001 Space Odyssey degree, colon, Hal. <laughs> and who's Hal the flamingo wear? <laughs> just like, uh, you know, the, like what are those shirts that... Just big Hal. The guy you work with, but when he comes to barbecues, he's a little wild. The guy who like gets two beers in him, and he's like, "Dude, you know what? Jimmy Buffett actually had a lot of good songs." Yeah. Okay, fans to the left, fans to the right. He knows the deep cuts. Is that a Jimmy Buffett song? Yes, it Mike, is. Are you a closeted parrot head? I might be a Hal. <laughs> yeah, I've been to a Buffett concert a time or two. Nobody's ever been to one. How many have you been to? Two. Two. <laughs> it's a time or two. It's two. But that does prove the thing that I said correct. Uh, do. You, of your own volition? Like, are you... Uh, my I lived across country from my dad growing up. Uh, one time I landed for the summer, and he picked me up from the airport and went, we're going to a concert. And I was like, cool. And then we just got to an amphitheater. He's like, it's Jimmy Buffett. I was like, I'm going to get drunk and fall asleep on the lawn now. Like, you you got picked up, and he said that, and you are probably like, excellent. This is pro- Let's see, which Philharmonic yes. would we be going to? Mm, who's in town? And it, was this in Philly? Yeah. So this is a Philly harmonic? A Philly harmonic. The ultimate harmonic. And the Philly harmonic is just 80 harmonicas, and they're but they're playing Beethoven and Bach. And a lot of people who Bach don't know a journey. lot about music like we do, uh, they don't like harmonica because they've only heard the one. Yeah. And one sucks. Yeah. Boo. What is that? What yeah. is that even? Uh, right. but Have you ever heard 80? 80 is great. Playing Bach and or Bachman Turner Overdrive, it is magic. The other thing I like is that uh, the guy on the street who is like the one-man band, he'll have the harmonica around his neck mm-hmm. and the cymbals in his knees. Switch that shit. Oh, yeah. I like a knee harmonica and some mouse cymbals. Yeah, because you know if the harmonica goes off on your knees, you tootin'. <laughs> Farts made that harmonica make noise. Uh, Ryan, Which tonight- is, you can't help but scream at him. Like, <laughs> I know what happened. I, I saw the strings. Uh, tonight is a part two. Episode, we're talking about uh, episode 210 of The O.C. I wanted to finish this one. I mm-hmm. thought you said that we were going to do a mall episode, but we are actually going to finish talking about we're this one thing. We're not quite for a mall episode. Okay. Uh, last week, we talked about Hal and Lindsay. Not Hal. Cal and Lindsay. Halib. Halib and Lindsay going to Jimmy Buffett concert uh, and the comic book. Can you tease if people are jumping into this episode like fools? I will tease the fact that... All of my nightmares for the rest of my life will be about imagining me, Cal, and Lindsay at a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> oh, I don't like, I don't care about like eye horror. Like, none of that shit scares me. Uh-huh. But listening to that music <laughs> and looking at Cal and Lindsay, people. I don't even really like Lindsay that much. And then also Cal's there. She's, she's a dud. She's a dud. And then Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, so, what am I teasing? What we talked about last week. Oh, you just said it. Like, Jimmy, Cal. <laughs> If you want to buy a Jimmy, go see Cal. Jimmy, go see Cal. Listen to Philly Harmonic. All right. So tonight we will be digging into what Marissa and Alex are up to and what Sandy and Kirsten are up to separately and equally. Oh, but the four of them together, my God. (laughs) What's the opposite of Nightmare, my friend? Uh, Let's first, we're going to take a break and then when we come back, dig into Marissa and Alex. Here we go. 
Marissa and Alex adventure kicks off. Hold on. Ryan, comma, Marissa, and Alex, the yes. three of us together. The three okay, of your, with, I wasn't paying attention, but now I'm in. Your adventure kicks off uh, after Alex has pushed both Seth and Jody out of her door. Marissa is not going to school. She's liquored up on screwdrivers, and they're like, what are we going to do today? I don't know. Pinky, what are we going to do today? I don't know. They're just back and forth for a while. And they uh, both call each other Pinky. Yeah, they're both Pinky. It's cute. They call each other that. Nobody else can call them that. And it'd be hard for... To call either one of them the brain. So I like I like two pinkies. Two in my stinky. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, Alex realizes that Jody, the ex, uh, did leave, which is good, because that's when somebody says, leave my house, you should, uh, stole Alex's necklace that years ago the two of them bought each other the same heart necklace. And it's weird. Should Alex prove that she's clearly over Jody by saying, I don't give a shit about that necklace? Mm-hmm. Is it the principle of it? You don't want to let Jody get away with anything? Is it because she's still in love with Jody? Yes. Is it because she actually likes the accoutrement and thinks it looks good on her? When we finally see it, that is not the Alex we know and love. Yeah, that's it's a, a Tiffany heart, basically. Yeah. And those were fucking huge no four. And even then, I'm not a stylish guy, but I know that is trash. That is an ugly shape. That is for girls who uh, actually go to rich high school yeah. and not like Alex. And don't want a personality. Right. Their personality is, I have this Tiffany locket. It's the Pandora bracelets of 2004. It's ugly, ladies. Uh, so they decide, and Alex is kind of a good friend, because when Marissa's like, we should go get it, she's like, why aren't you in school? <laughs> like, again, I know we talked about this over the phone, now we need to do it in person. Why aren't you in school? And she's so specific, like, uh, it's 10.15, you're uh, 13 minutes into your algebra class, yeah. like, this is the part where they check homework, you're not going to be able to turn in your homework. I saw your last worksheet, you need this, hun. <laughs> Uh, and Marissa's kind of, she was like, well, I have a stepdad who only cares about himself and a mom who's spa hopping around Europe. So who cares? Is she like, she's a teenager. Fuck yeah. Do you, or is she being a brat? Just go to school. I don't know. It's so weird. All through high school, middle school, elementary school, uh, or if you do it like normal people, the reverse way, um, it sort of just becomes a thing that you do and you don't think about it. Uh And Marissa feels like she took another step and said, wait a second. My parents are truly awful and don't care. Yeah. What if I just didn't? And I think school sort of exists. School sort of runs on the fact that people don't think that. Right. Or not that many people think that. Well, that, that's the fucking Disneyland dark ride. You can't get off. Yes, you easily can, but mm. nobody does. So you just go, I guess this is what I'll do. And I do think Marissa was type A, captain of the ASB, whatever, in her school. And right now she is snapping hard. It's not just shitty family life. She pushed herself so hard. She doesn't know what she cares about. I tried to in high school, um, like, just pick certain days to date. I ditched a lot. Like, I really wasn't there a lot. But uh, I didn't do more than one day in a row. You know, like, you have to go. Did you do a full day? I, uh, I, I would ditch periods. No, I always, like, I did a lot of full days. But I would then make sure you cannot ditch the next day. Right. So you go ditch, go back for two days, ditch, go back for three days, whatever. I don't, how many days can you miss before, like, serious shit happens? Like, you I think can't they start calling home two days out. But I, that's not serious shit. Like, right. Julie's in fucking Europe researching a magazine that takes place in Orange County. Yeah. Caleb doesn't know how to answer a phone. He's like, where's the woman that will teach me how to answer woman? this phone? <laughs> I, I don't know how many days you can miss before you, your grades can't come back from this. Yeah. And then, I don't know, like, cops? Are truant officers still a thing? I think they are, but not for Marissa Cooper. Are truant officers just cops that don't show up to work? Yeah. There's so many truant officers. They also miss a whole day, show up for two days, miss a day. But they're just drinking screwdrivers in their room. The mean ones 
when they get kids, it's because it's you hate what you are. So they're gonna like turn the screw hard. Oh, for sure. Because the kid's like, I shouldn't be here. The cop's like, I shouldn't be here. Wait, I have the power. The problem is that they always give that job to the worst cops, and the worst cops don't know how to wield that big sticking net uh-huh. for like catching the truant kids. Right. So they're just capturing dogs and sandwiches. Do you think you could do it? If I capture four, a kid with a net, I give you four chances, and I have four hooligans outside, not at school. Do you think you could chase one down and get them in the net? Do they see me, or do I get to sneak up? I don't. You're not the best at sneaking around, dude. First of all, you're wearing like big, huge flip flops, so that's a lot. Yeah, of it much. really <laughs> lets people know I'm coming. My if I die, my ghost is gonna destroy people. You sound like a tiptoeing horse everywhere you go. Um, and then yeah, like and your aim too. Yeah. Like, you are going to... You know what might be good? Well, that's great if there's four of them. I yeah. go for one, smack another in the face. He goes down. He's mine. The best thing to do is aim for one and know that you're going to get the other. Yeah. That's why I lost... I made so many passes in high school football for the other team. Because I would aim at my guy, just go to the other one. I wasn't even on the team. They probably should kick me off the field, right? Like, like, the big cheering at the end of the yeah. game? Did the other team, like, cheer yeah, you? Yeah, they put me up on their shoulders, doused me in Gatorade, lit me on fire. Called it a day. All right, that's it. Uh, so Marissa and Alex are driving up and are like clearly Hollywood driving because uh, Alex is also like showing her her tattoos. Mm. Like, and she's like, what does that mean? It's a butterfly. And Alex, again, proving she's the best, she's like, it means I was drunk. Tattoos are dumb. Don't do this. This is all awful. And by Hollywood driving, you mean that like uh, the Hollywood sign is in the background the entire time, the no matter time. where they turn. And then in every car, there are stars like Liza Minnelli yes. driving next to them. Did you notice Liza Minnelli drove by three times? Well, she was drunk. She, was, she also had the butterfly tattoo. When she's drunk, she doesn't veer or anything. She <laughs> just goes fast, slows down, goes fast, slows down. And Alex is cool enough to just be like, that's Liza. That's my Liza. And so they're doing the get to know each other. We're young thing. Uh, and Marissa's like, was it hard growing up without parents, emancipation? Uh, and Alex says, well, my friends are my family. And Marissa gets the fucking biggest cheeky smile on her face in the world. Is right now Marissa needs a friend or does she know it's not just tattooed butterflies that are circling? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, Marissa really seems shocked at the accusation that they're about to – Marissa and Alex are about to be in a relationship. Uh-huh. And it doesn't seem like Marissa being coy, although it's very hard to tell with this character in this performance. Um, it's really like she is looking for family, friend, mm-hmm. and boyfriend, quote unquote boy, right. all at once. And even if she's not exactly sure about what's going to happen or the whole them in a relationship thing surprises her, I do think that she is landing like a butterfly with all of these three things right. at once. It's that this cool person accepts me. Right. And just like we talked about, I guess, last episode is uh, how relationships power goes up and down is Summer is now a fully formed person and doesn't live herself through Marissa. So Marissa's like, well, I guess I'm out on this friendship. And I got to say, dude, and you tell me if this is way too much of a reach, but do you remember when Sandy talked to Alex and it blew Alex's mind? Yeah. I had no idea that a parent or person could be like that. Had that not happened in that Jeep, Alex would have been like, my parents fucking suck, so I blew them away, and I didn't mm-hmm. even give a shit. And now Alex is like, I don't care what you do. Like, I'm not trying to like influence you one way or another. It's just like, here's what happened, and it was awesome, but it also kind of sucked. Yeah, just straight up all of it. She's not does not have any cool girl persona on. The other answer would be that uh, Marissa breaks down that wall. So mm-hmm. when she's talking to Marissa, there is not that thing of like, look at all my Front. earrings. There's three in one of my ears. And you can tell that she has three because she's just always shaking her head to shame him. Uh, 
you can tell because she gets vulnerable when they when they get to Jody's. Uh, Alex is like, "Don't let her intimidate you," and and let me do the talking. Don't 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 let her talk me into staying over. And at Marissa, it's straight up is uh, both like a good friend, a little coy, and also like real talk. Is she's like, "You can't. You're my fucking ride." Yeah. First of all, logistically, I can't get home without you. Second of all, like, what is what? You are, are, are you a scared. Puddle. What is happening? They show up to Jody's, and Jody is full on early two thousands uh, short short skirt, mm-hmm. short short shirt, midriff everywhere, midriff everywhere. She, I think, lives by herself. Do you think that Jody was in gross ass house clothes, muumu robe, ice cream all over herself? Saw that they showed up and went and changed that. Or yes, are girls always just dressed like that? I don't think girls are. I think Jody is. Also, I think Jody is either like squatting or house sitting or that that her apartment is what like hipster families have it's so big and trendy what the mm-hmm. fuck do we think jody does for a living is she maybe a few years older than alex i think she just steals necklaces she just steals necklaces pawns them off she's a con artist is this a backdoor pilot also she is dating and then will one day marry e from entourage so there's got to be some money in there I, i'm sure you've told me that but that's insane you don't get go to e for money he's one of the worst ones you earn your money and then you buy E. Yes. That's how it works. And then you party. That's the economy. Oh, up, down, stocks, bonds. Uh, Ryan, we have to take a break. I was just getting warmed up. Stocks, bonds. I know. That's your warm up. But then when we come back. Oh, buy, sell. Buy, sell? Uh-huh. Come back, buy, sell. Ryan, when we last left our ladies, they were at the front door of Jody, who had just taken off her ice cream covered mumu into short shorts and a shorter midriff top. By the by, not eating ice cream. Not eating. It just, I think that it just drips from the ceiling, or I yeah. don't know what Jody's. There's thing is. a leak. The apartment looks nice, but there's leaks all over the place. She but lives under a nice creamery. You could tell by that body that she's probably eating six, seven quarts of ice cream a day. And then puking them out. Oh. Ice cream's not bad to puke, I would guess. I mean, probably I, one of the easiest things to puke. You gotta puke a food. If you gotta puke a food, puke ice cream. My go to is always for loco. That's typically the yes, where I'm puking. One of the major four groups of your diet. Uh Alex just crumbles right away. Even after she tells Marissa, like, here's the thing that could happen. Jody's just like, what? You're going to stay over? And she's like, maybe. And going back to what you said before, um, Marissa is shocked. She did not think that, like, the Incredible Hulk from Marvel Comics Uh uh, could show up in front of Alex. And Alex would be be like, what up, Hulk? I'm cooler than you in Marissa's Mm. eyes. And now she's watching this happen. And I do like the whole dynamic of real relationships where when somebody, like, starts to need a rock, the other person becomes the rock. Right. So Marissa's not the strongest person ever, but understands that now it's time for her to handle her shit because her rock is now unrocking. A puddle. And so Alex is like, I'm going to go look for my things. You have my boots or whatever. And just, we'll find one item, come out to yell at Jody about it, and then go to find another item while Jody and Marissa have a conversation neither of them like. And it's just a barrage of like a... Uh, Early aughts shit. Oh, yeah. You have my Digimon, and you let it die. You have my bell bottoms. You have my 1930s flapper costume. Mm -hmm. That was huge in 04. You have my copy of Action Comics number one in mint condition. (laughs) 04 was all about that. Time travel. It's weird. Uh, And Marissa at first is like, we're not dating. And eventually, Alex is starting to crumble. And Marissa's like, oh, well, I'll go use the bathroom. And finds the necklace and gets it. And comes back and be like, we are dating and we're out of here, honey. 
Which, just so everybody knows, if anybody's ever in your apartment and they say, I need to use the bathroom, they're not going to. Oh, they are peeping and steeping. <laughs> they're not peeing. They're no. peeping. Yeah, they're And not peeping. They're no. peeping. Yes. They're stealing your peeps. They're stealing all your peeps. Uh, also, those are just for Easter, so like maybe get rid of them after Easter. But they're only available at Easter, so I like to stockpile. On the last episode, we were talking about how everybody likes to call everything a Western. Uh-huh. And that sort of bullshit. But what we have here, the other thing that everybody likes to call everything is a fucking Ocean's Eleven heist. And that's what we have here. <laughs> they go full in. Full Ocean's She it's, hides in a safe. It's Marissa, Danny Ocean, Alex, and Matt Damon. And they go in there and they bust that necklace out. <laughs> uh, and she comes out and she's like, me and my girlfriend are leaving. And Jody's like, you said you weren't. She's like, well, I was lying. Uh, the classic, I'm going to pretend we're dating for your sake. But maybe... You'll want this. Did you ever pull that in high school? I, I mean, I tried to pull it on a bunch of girls who did not know I was pulling it. <laughs> uh, and it did backfire a lot. Uh, I, I was friends with uh, a lot of gals in high school. And in high school, you just have a crush on literally everybody. And there were creepy guys. So if we were at a dance, there was a guy being creepy. I was like, you could just tell him I'm your boyfriend. She's like, no, you could just say you're my friend and go. I was like, oh, no, I'm the creep. But no, you could, though, if you wanted to tell him that. I mean, it would be like, hilarious. And you could tell him that. Like, you could tell it, me that. It, like, would not bother you anymore. You could text your parents and tell them that. And then he walks up and he's like, you're talking to my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, no. But it's it's a straight out of TV, not yeah. out of real life. No, strategy. it does not work in yeah. real life. Everybody it, hates it. It's in the, it's along the same lines of like, uh, if you hurt her, I'll kill you. Uh-huh. Something that happens in every TV show. And in real life, it's such a weird thing to you say. We're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, I don't want to hurt her. I might hurt her. And I, I, like, I don't know how it's going to work out. And. You can't kill me. But I guess like, here's a restraining order. Like, look, when two people date, especially in high school, somebody's gonna get hurt. That's right. we're all learning here, Buster. And it might be her, and it might be me. But like, I think that you should be hurt. Like, you just threatened my life. Yeah, that's you're being weird now. You didn't even say like you're gonna slap me or like steal one of my toys. You, you said, said you will kill. murder me. The only four letter word, kill. And when you say like you have choker hands, so they know it's not gonna be like a gun or a knife. I'm gonna fucking strangle you to choke the you with my choking hands. <laughs> They get back to Alex's car. Hold on. Hold on. We have to go back to Marissa tells a lie. And Marissa is not the best actor. And also, we have to remember uh, 15, 16, mm-hmm. and not like not really sure of like lesbian culture. Right. And so she says, um, yeah, get away from my girlfriend. This is my girlfriend. I, we were lying. We're together. And then the way that they walk out. Like, they put their hands all over each other and walk out in a way that they think couples might walk like. It's like when your little brother is in the corner with his hands behind his back to make it look like he's making out with somebody. It's that fake. Alex knows what it's like to be in relationships and relationships with girls. You would think that she would say, like, oh, hold on. I know that it's fun to, like, fuck with Jody, but, like, what are you doing? And versus, yeah. like, one hand on, the, like, the small of her back yeah. and one hand, like, scratching her hair as they're leaving the door. I think Alex is the perfect improv partner, and she's like, I know this is wrong, but I'm just going to go along with it till the scene ends. Which would make Alex as cool as we think that she is, but once they get out of the door, Alex freaks out. Alex yeah. is like, that was the coolest. Yeah, it freaks out in the worst way. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, and then she freaks out harder because Marissa's like, I found the necklace, and Alex is great. She's like, and I found the other one, and I stole them. Uh, and Alex says, cool, you keep the other one. That's... F- you don't. It's weird. It's a lot of weird. Throw them both away. Don't suddenly say the symbol of your past love is now the symbol of our love. Throwing them both away. Like I would say, like go out on a boat, look at the Titanic, throw them off the edge of the boat. Shh, that's, what that, you do. that's how you handle necklaces in this day and age. Especially after somebody spends 
their life telling you how they're hunting for the necklace. I you throw know. that in the boat. I think that if anybody spends their life acting like uh, Bill Paxton from that movie, you do the opposite of whatever they say. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, getting rid of them would have been great. But the whole, we went back to get them and, like, because it meant a lot to me, but I'm not sure what Jody means to me, but, like, now you have one. But also, this was Jody's, and also, I was so mad that she stole it, but then it's we just so did It's so high school. Yeah. It's, it's the high schooliest thing. You disregard complications and, like, what things mean and just be like, let's do this right now in the moment. It means this. And then, so we cut away. A lot of other things happen in this episode. Next time we see them, uh, Marissa has gotten a tramp stamp. And Cal walks in for his third time. Is this number three of him? Yeah, this is three. But now Alex is in there. Cal doesn't like her. She looks like she's from Riverside. And Cal comes in with a full tray, uh, which is uh, soup, cereal, orange juice, glass of milk, a uh, vase with one single rose in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in a full French maid costume. Gentleman's like, breakfast. Is- <laughs> well, th- I mean, gentleman's breakfast also has like uh, chewing tobacco, but it's <laughs> close. And uh, says, is this what you want from me, Marissa? And she's like, shut up, Cal, and is also just in a bra and is trying to, like, sort of cover up the tattoo and not really her uh, upper goods at right. all. Her upper goods. Like, th- their relationship is – it's not sexual. I'm not trying no. to say that. But, like, it's so weird and fuck you that, like, I don't know what they're doing in any given moment. Well, in, in that, I do feel like as, as a kid, one of these things – you can't hide – like, he knows you got boobs. You're going to hide the thing you're going to get in trouble for. Also – all, all being a kid is, is you have two things to hide, which you're going to choose. <laughs> yeah, and she decided. You got a firecracker stamp- in one hand and your dick in the other. <laughs> Do you want your parents to know that you have fireworks or that you jerk off to fireworks? Guess I'm hiding this firework right up my butt. When I was a kid, if if any fireworks just had like a boob, I would marry oh, it. Like <laughs> That would blow my mind. Just Raven's Revenge ordains the whole ceremony. <laughs> I would say, baby, I'm going to snort Raven's Revenge right off your one titty. <laughs> oh, and then my face blew up. <laughs> that is the adventures. Do Sorry, uh, but do you know the story of the uh, back tattoo? No. So, we know Marissa Cooper. Yes. We don't really know Misha Barton. What? what? I think that, Mike, they might be more similar than we know. Um, She showed up with a tramp stamp in real life. And... Everyone. Like a year and a half into this show. Yeah. Everyone freaked out. And it's weird because, one, she shouldn't do that and it probably broke contract. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that all these old white men were like, but we wanted to show the small of your back for the yeah. rest of this series. Um, and so they freaked out. And they didn't know what to do. And they thought about, like, what is the budget for, like, tramp stamp makeup cover up? You know what? Let's just write it in the show. And, and somebody's like, she could just wear a sweater. And they're like, you are fired. Are you serious, dude? <laughs> it's going to be a midriff showing sweater, so we're going to see it. But what was she going to do? What, like, would the whole Marissa and Alex relationship take place if Misha did not get that tattoo? Yeah, did they? Were they like, well, let's hire a woman at a rock club for Seth to hook it. Like, the whole second season was based because that tattoo formed. And it's not just a tramp stamp. It's not just like a classic 04 place to put something. But... Also the tattoo. It's like a happy sun or something. Yeah. But it's it's such a hack tattoo. It's just a little happy sun. It just says, I love Sublime. Ah, that's the worst. Run away from that person immediately. Uh, that is the adventure of Alex and Marissa. We're going to take a break. When we come back, let's dig into the adult shit. What are Sandy and Kirsten up to? Ryan. Mike. Kirsten and Sandy are having a pretty mellow episode. Sandy wants a new law office. 
because he is fully divested himself from the big corporate. And Kirsten, because she's in the real estate biz, is like, hey, use me as a resource. Here's offices you could have. So when they get to like the office that Sandy's going to buy, and it's a fucking dump by the ocean, uh-huh. and Kiki's like, come on, dude. You you saw that more as like a uh, she's a real estate person as opposed to like an uptown noopsie who oh that should have nothing to do with this dusty ass place. I think it's both. But before they even get there, she says, "Here's three offices I found for you that are pretty cheap, right next to where you were, so your clients will know where to find you." And then she sees the dump he found. Are like are the three offices in the Newport Group? Probably. It's in the building next to. His old building, and I assume Newport Group owns everything. Is part of it like just getting away from like Caleb's radiation? And not just Caleb's radiation, his old law firm. I think he wants to be back to who he was a little. And like he's got that thing of like, I'm going to wear um, a tuxedo shirt to my big time law office because I want everyone to know right away that I'm fucking punk rock and rock. Yeah. And roll. If I have just a normal ass office, they're not going to know that I'm Sandy Cohen, surfer Sandy at law. Cohen. And I do love. Uh, She's like, you just want a beach bungalow office so you can go surfing. And he's like, I hadn't even thought about that. And I couldn't tell if he was being Sandy or if he truly hadn't thought about that. It was great. I don't think he thought about that, but Kirsten, shut up. You're yeah. just giving him ideas. You're giving him those ideas. And he's, at this point, does he make enough money from that year at the law office that he feels confident in saying, like, no, I'm buying this. I'm not even listening to you. Or is he still spending her money saying it's our money? That's a good question, and that's very weird for Sandy. It would, t- it would be more weird for, I think, other dudes. Mm-hmm. But less so for Sandy because he's you know the perfect man. Uh, but yeah, I think that he's in that weird spot of like I did make some money. You have to admit that, right? And also, I am, uh, you know, like I'm okay with the fact that we're all one unit and it's our money, and right? Whatever. It just feels weird. The more if you're one unit, I do think have a conversation with your wife about the law office. Don't do it right there. Like have the talk and convince her why you want it. Don't put your hand in her face and say this is mine now. That was weird. Yeah, I get it. Uh, while they're looking at that dump, he gets a call. Uh, Max, his old mentor from law school, uh, they say that a fuck ton in this show. Who we remember from the first episode and every episode since. Yes, he's always been there because Sandy's like, you know Max, my old mentor from law school. Was it weird how they cut to a montage of every important scene of the first two seasons and Max is just in the background hanging out and waving? Like that episode of Community with Jack Black (laughs) put in and all of them? Yes, it was fucking weird. Why is Max stalking this family? Or that episode of Star Wars Episode Seven where uh, Darth Vader's just in the back waving the entire time. Hi guys, I'm bored. He's just like, he's doing the Spock hand thing and uh-huh. saying nanu nanu get it get it uh turns out max is dying so he's in southern california uh and he wants which to is f- under like if you're done not yeah. you because you're leave princeton you're already here and you're yeah. already dying but like I'd wherever you are if you're in some fucking cabin in the woods go to southern california to come SoCal. to the coast die out here <laughs> uh, uh he he's looking for his daughter rebecca who he hasn't seen in a long time who also happens to be sandy's ex in first love Hold on. What you're saying is that this phone call doesn't just have ramifications for the current thing, but also reverberates through the past and could cause a speed bump in Sandy and Kirsten's relationship? This is what they say when they mean stir of echoes. (laughs) That sentence tracks. This is the aforementioned stir of echoes. Do you know what stir of echoes was? A great movie. Uh, In... Like, in the late 90s, uh, when Pulp Fiction came out, there was, like, 30 wannabes. Uh-huh. Stir of Echoes was a Sixth Sense wannabe. Like, yeah. S- Stir of Echoes and Fallen. There was this whole, like, series of, like, do you guys remember the Sixth Sense? If you like that, if you love that, you might like this, maybe? If you like the Sixth Sense and paint it black, 
how we have a movie for you. That movie attached itself to that song harder than Citizen Kane did to Citizen Kane the song. Yes. Citizen Kane, we're all Citizen Kane. Max is dying. Uh, Rebecca's out of touch. And Max, her father, says, I thought if she'd got in touch with anybody, it would be you. Which hints at weird past things between her and Max and Rebecca and Sandy. It's been, he has a 16-year-old son. He's been married for 20 years. He has a whole new life. This is bananas. So then it shouldn't be a problem for him to help out his mentor and former girlfriend. Right. It shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be a problem. And Sandy's like, it'll be fine with Kirsten. And Max is like, are you sure? Even Max says like, "Uh, bro, have you met Kirsten? Um, But in this episode, is it a problem? I feel like all we get is like, uh, next time on the OC. Right. At first, it's not a problem. She's like, I'm so sorry about Max. Of course. And then when he finds out Rebecca is dead and then keeps trying to hunt down, it's one day. Mm-hmm. And Kirsten's like, let her go. And he's like, what the fuck, man? What are you talking about? I have a thing. I have a theory. Tell me your thing theory. I love Sandy. Uh-huh. But as we've been discovering through this podcast, I might love Kirsten more. And I think that Kirsten's issues may be with how Sandy handles it. And I only have one uh, piece of evidence, but uh, Kirsten's like, who was that? Oh, this guy. Who? This, uh, my former mentor. Who? Max. Looking for his daughter. Who's that? Rebecca. Rebecca. And then she says, Rebecca Bloom, the love of your life, who burned down a nuclear reactor office? Like, that was the most obvious info dump OC's done in a while. But he's clearly trying. Like, he's clearly hoping. Yeah. Hopefully she will not ask enough questions where I don't have to give her the information. And is it because I don't want to deal with this fucking conversation? Or is he hiding that he does have feelings? Or he knows what Rebecca's name does to Kirsten? Yeah, I think it's that one. I don't think he's still in love with her. But Sandy's a passionate guy. And his passion can be, like, misconstrued. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, he wants to fight for everything. And when you see that, you're like, well, why isn't he fighting for me right now in this moment? And when he gets Braddockus Finch time... No distractions. I have to solve the case, no matter what the case is. That's the thing, in that, like, Kirsten, this is going to get much worse, but Kirsten in this episode is, I think, doing a good job of handling it, but giving him multiple opportunities to stop and say, like, oh, my God, how do you you feel about this? Are you okay? And he just doesn't, because he's got that, like, that vision. Part of his mission is he goes to another jail uh, to meet an old eco-terrorist friend of his who happens to be played by one... Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Did you think it's weird that, like, I don't know how prison works. Like, I thought that you have to, like, have everything taken away from you. But did you think it was weird that that prisoner just got to carry around a baseball bat with barbed wire wrapped around it? Yeah, and just would make out of it, just smooching it. And just winking. And then this dude, I don't fucking remember his name, JDM, gets off on telling Sandy Rebecca's dead. Yeah. Even though he's like, it's been 20 years. We both were in love with her. We have different lives now. She's dead and just smirk. He can only play villains. Well, so you're not going to help me find her? No, no, like you're never going to find her. Why? Because she's dead. <laughs> and this is after he knows Sandy's doing it for her dying father. And he, you belong in prison, sir. But it, the reason for the scene is that uh, Sandy's like, it's been 20 years, this is all business. So I'm going to ignore what Kirsten's going through because it shouldn't uh-huh. matter. Uh, it shouldn't exist, and therefore I'm going to hope that it doesn't. 
And then this guy's here too to be like, no, actually, twenty years does matter. Right. Look at how my feelings are towards you. Yeah. Things stay. Things remain. Uh, also, did you notice Rebecca? Rebecca Bloom. Rebecca Bloom. Wait, Rachel Bloom. Rachel Bloom Rebecca plays Rebecca Bunch. Bunch. Rebecca Bloom. Rebecca Bloom. It's all connected. It's a big uh, Dick York, Dick Sergeant, Sergeant York situation. Yes, we all know what that means and agree with you. Uh, so Sandy's making all these calls trying to find out if she's really dead or not. Uh, and Kiki freaks out on him. Which, is that a TV thing or a lawyer thing? Where you just pick up the phone and you're like, she dead? I don't know. Okay. And then next phone call. You just like yeah. keep going through phone numbers. <laughs> Sir, this is a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Is she dead? Uh, and then when Sandy gets the call from his lawyer friend in Canada that she is dead, Kirsten like chills out a little and she's like, I'm sorry. Uh, it was a long time ago. And then she's like, maybe I need to let go of her too. 20 years. Is there anybody in your past or your wife's past that could set this kind of fight off? That's a good question. Um, I think that I would do the same thing that Kirsten did is that I don't care if you are upfront about it, mm-hmm. but if there's any like coyness about you, it, it like, it will set me off. Cause what could that there, then what could it mean? Right. And there'd probably be a conversation. You're like, no, I just didn't want to cause this. So I accidentally caused this. I mean, like, I'll be like, who were you just talking to? And she'll say nobody. And I'll be like, who? And she'll be like, my mom. And, is it Rebecca? And then I'll just freak out. Like, why didn't? Why are you talking to your mom? You should just be talking to me all the time. Oh, that's healthy. That's the way a relationship should be. I should be her mom. I'm going to be everything. And I, if you want me to put on the mom's dress, I'll do it. Her mom only wears, like, classic 50s mm-hmm. red, uh, like, polka dot dresses. I think it I'll would put work it well for you. Yeah. Show off those gams. Do you want to fucking vacuum? I'll put vacuum. on those kitten heels. She actually does want you to vacuum. She talks about that a lot. Do you want to fucking cook you Pop-Tarts? <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. Just cook them. Cook them on the stove. We'll fry him up. Butter up that griddle. Look, we're all frontiersmen when we eat the pop tarts. I put <laughs> them on a rotisserie in the backyard. Uh, Max shows up at the end, to end, and Sandy's like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry, she's dead." And he goes, "No, she's here." I mean, this is classic OC. He said, "Wait outside," because Sandy's gonna like he's gonna tell me that you're dead, and I'm gonna be like, "But wait, there's more." This whole time. Did he know, or did he also find her? I guess we'll find that out next week. It's baffling. That is, this is some fucking telenovela shit. Well, Max sat down. He was like, oh, I'm going to call the phone numbers that Sandy didn't call. And he called the Chinese restaurant. And they were like, oh, yeah, actually, she's right here. Because she's the owner. <laughs> she owns a Chinese she restaurant. Is that Chinese weird? Th- no. No, it's fine. I just, I'm glad she's alive. <laughs> well, why are you making such a big deal about the fact that she owns a Chinese restaurant? So I guess this will have uh, a stir of echoes to come. <laughs> this will ripple throughout the rest of the season. Uh, but for now, that's the adventure. I gotta say, dude, there's a couple of times that this happens, like these six episode arcs. Uh-huh. This is a. I know the mall episode is coming, uh-huh. and I know that rainy day women is coming, but this one really sucks. It's a downer doozy. Yeah, because it doesn't like instead of like uh, the character slowly growing, which mm-hmm. is what happened to all the other characters in this episode. It's like we have to weather the storm for six episodes, and then everything will be the same when it's yeah. done. That th- this Bloom saga is not fun, and that's because didn't they go with this with Rachel last season? Right. So all this proves is Kirsten just doesn't trust Sandy. What they need then in season three, he has to cheat on her so she doesn't look insane. Well, I think that it's that Kirsten doesn't trust 
women because she's married to the single hottest, That's greatest true. human being in the history of time. He's basically a wingless angel. And women well, the wings are that, above his eyes. I mean, also all the men. Like, mm-hmm. Jimmy Cooper also tried to kiss him. That's like, true. There's so much about Sandy that you just want to kiss. Well, we'll kiss him all over again next week. Right now we have to take a break. When we come back, it's award time. Ryan, it is time for the awards. It's been a long time. I actually, I'm done. I awarded them all to Alan Tudyk, which is a joke. Oh. If you uh, if you listen to Superhero Hour Hour, he just gets all Maybe the Maybe go yeah. over to our other show. What? Did Alan Tudyk never appear on the OC? He ha- I bet he shows up. Who the fuck is his agent? Him and Chris Pratt show up in the same episode. For sure. Alan Tudyk has an amazing agent. Right? I, I mean, I... He's getting steady work for you. What if he has none? What if, he has no He's agent. He's his own agent. He just has God and that talent. God and that talent. Those are the, his two dicks. <laughs> What is I'd your... rather just have one normal thing. <laughs> yeah, but... I don't want to deal with God uh, or talent. What is your magical music moment of the week? My magical musical moment is um, I read, uh, I cheated on this one. Like I looked at all the songs on IMDb and there was, it seemed like there was a lot of great artists, uh-huh. but I, none of them stood out to me other than Interpol Okay, when uh, Alex and Marissa are talking about the necklace uh-huh. and... I don't know why, but maybe it's because there is no more 04 band than yeah. Interpol. That voice. And that they spawn so many other voices. It's uh, talky singing, but not like cake. It's a very weird, specific thing. Yeah. Uh, I've never gotten into them. I think, because I'm afraid. They, I think they'd be too up my alley. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, you're not there yet with your bravery. Like, hold back. Maybe, like, dabble in some bands that they inspired. She Wants Revenge. That's who I was into. Yeah. Which would not exist without Interpol. Uh my magical music moment is uh, when Summer is flipping through the sketchbook she stole. Uh, a very like pretty s- sad sounding song comes out. It's Elliot Smith's uh, "Pretty Parentheses Ugly Before Close Parentheses." You said a sad pretty song. Yeah, we, so you knew it was Elliot Smith. Yeah, I was surprised they got a legit Elliot Smith song, and it's not some stupid fucking cover of an Elliot Smith song. Some stupid. Uh, do you have a Sandy Wisdom? Uh, yeah, I think that and Sandy Wisdom is typically genuine, but sometimes it's because he's stupid. And <laughs> he every time that Kirsten is subtly uh, like a little weirded out by all of this, uh-huh. he looks the opposite direction. Like he stares out the opposite window and says, I don't even feel like I have a wife right now. I'm just going to think about this person. <laughs> and that's wisdom or that's the lack of that's Sandy wis- lack thereof. Dumb. Wis- dumb. Uh, yeah, that tracks because I have none. He didn't fucking spout wisdom to anybody. He's a little too mission-oriented in this episode. And then there's the other part where he teaches all the teenagers at the high school how to do the perfect windmill high-five, which yeah. is, that's impressive. That's cool as shit. I don't know if it's wisdom, but it's dope. O.C. Couture? Yeah. Uh, I think this one was very obvious because of the back-to-backs. Um, when Marissa is getting ready to leave with Alex mm-hmm. uh, and walking past Caleb. And what do you think of Alex's, like, nice house? Like, was that too smirky, asshole, or was that okay? No, Anybody who lives in a house that big deserves to get that thrown in their face. But didn't Alex just want to, like, piss Caleb off a little more? I yeah. thought it was a little petty of Alex. Of Alex to do it to Caleb? Yeah. Mm. It's harder to defend Caleb. He's, seen, he's fucking Dr. Doom. When they're getting ready, uh, Marissa's wearing, like, three bras and just, like, leaving it all open for Caleb to see. And then she puts on a black blazer. And then the next scene, Summer walks in to talk to all the dudes, and she's wearing a red blazer. For some reason... Blazer over camisole let's or whatever. Put a, let's put a suit coat on, girls, because we're going to high school. Uh, mine is a different Marissa. It's the, she has a different kind of blazer, and it has like three stitched-on buttons. Like mm-hmm. You can tell they're permanent buttons. Uh, 
It's dumb as hell. <laughs> uh, my honorable mention is when Alex and Marissa go to Jody's. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you weren't sure if Alex was a badass, uh, her belt with all of the metal all yeah. over it will and really... the wife beater, yeah, formerly worn by Ryan. Wait, that literal one. <laughs> that beater? literal one. They just share it's it. It's signed by Ryan. Uh, what is your comics connection? Which this episode... I mean, we have Lex Luthor, we have X2, but here's the real one. Michael. Jeffrey D. Morgan is in this episode. Yep. Do you know how many comic book movies he has been in? 17 or and properties? a half? Is it 17 and a half? It's five. Can you name them? Uh, we have Negan and the Walking Dead, The Comedian and Watchmen. Is he like in R.I.P.D.? I don't know. <laughs> I might be tapping out at those two. Uh, okay, so we have comedian Negan. He played Bruce Wayne's dad in, mm. in a non-Snyder cut, so I didn't even watch it. DVDBGVJ. Uh, he was Clay from The Losers. Okay. Also starring Chris Evans. Yes. Who was other comic book characters apparently, and then uh, Jeb Turnbull from Jonah Hex does. Is this the greatest? Not greatest. It's not good, but is this the most? comic book resume of all time i think him and chris evans could be going toe to toe but chris evans is three chris evans is losers uh captain america captain america, he was, captain america. he was the captain america uh fantastic four uh scott pilgrim versus the world but wait there's more did you know that snowpiercer was based on a french comic book really five so they're equals and i'm gonna put being captain america over being negan yeah in every fucking way is Chris Evans a slam dunk for the Pop Filter Hall of Fame? Yeah, it's dumb that we haven't... Let, let's Hopefully the other guys won't listen to the show. He's coming up. Would Chris Evans be a slam dunk for our next president? Yes. I would follow that ass anyway. Even though you voted for Trump, that's crazy. Uh, do you have an Atwood's going to Atwood? I mean, like, this was a really good Atwood. We talked about all of his quips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Caleb is not the greatest person in the world to me anyway, and I just love how he wanted to go off about uh-huh. him to Lindsay, but, like, had that qualifier... It's probably just me. He's probably great to everyone else. Uh, mine is a negative Atwood. It is going to see Cal in the first place. It is. I know. Buy a car. I know better. I'm going to fix this by myself. That is a dude TV thing of the time. It's just and like, that is this. still cowboys. Cowboys do stupid, shitty, misogynistic things sometimes. But in that scene, we got. Uh, she wants to get to know you. I don't know why. Yeah. And so that was great. Do you have a? Why don't you pour another one? Insert name here. This is a weird one because. Uh, I think that Kirsten feels the Bloom saga coming as much as uh-huh. we do. But when it's all going down, she has a glass of wine in front of her. And then there's a close-up of her pushing the glass of wine away. This is so serious, I can't drink. It was weird. I thought that she would just, like, fuck the glass I'm drinking from the bottle. Uh, mine uh, is, I put in Marissa's name here, and it is 8 a.m. screwdrivers, honey? You're 17. Like... 8 a.m. is for pina coladas. Yes. 9 a.m. is for screwdrivers. Fucking show some class. Those are the awards. Any final thoughts? Um, no, I think that's it. Uh, oh, one, one more thing. Um, in the very first scene, uh, Seth is like, what's going on? What are we all, summer lovers? And that is the name of a Peter Gallagher movie. Summer lovers? From like the early 80s. Weird, Josh it, Schwartz. Is that an accident? That? Or is that... OC being the OC. It's probably OC gonna OC. Nobody's heard of that movie, though. No. Nobody's gonna be like, oh, Summer Lovers, yeah. Well, Peter Gallagher walked by and like did the two-figure, what, what? Not Sandy. No, Peter, Peter Gallagher. Gallagher out of costume, which means just in a different kind of suit. But, like, no eyebrows. That's no, all costume. That's Yeah, he glues those on. It's an eight-hour process. Uh, 
Thank you to the Holophonics. Ryan, before we say what will happen next week, tell people about a little website. You can go to yourpopfilter.com to see everything me and Mike do, and that includes all of our articles, all of our podcasts, but also like uh, footage of bowel movements, oh, yeah. grocery everything lists that we, we write. Like, no, it really is everything that we do. And we write grocery lists for each other in a crayon. Sometimes I'll be, I'll text Mike and I'll be like, uh, should this go on the website? And you'll be like, yes, that's going on that's the website. On the, it said yes, it's on the website. Yeah. Uh, a hilarious prank, I said no, on the website. It still has to go on. Uh, if you want to support us more than listening to us, uh, go to yourpopphoto.com slash Amazon. Shop that way now. It kicks us a little scratch, a little cashish. If you don't want to help the world burn, even though there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, you can go over to your pop filter, patreon.com slash your pop filter, uh, pick a tier. There's a bunch of extra tent there. It's a lot of fun. Is it weird to be as punk rock anti materialism as you are while we're in the commercial portion of our show? <laughs> yeah, it felt, it felt off. Uh, if you like us but need more of other people, you can listen to our other shows. We have the Superhero Hour Hour, mm-hmm. which uh, talks about every single TV show based on a comic and movie of the year, where we get into a battle that is. Like science and screaming, both science and screaming to figure out the seminal soap opera on Fox of e- any given year. Uh, hit us up on socials at your pop filter on Twitter and the Instagram. If you have thoughts on the OC, where can you reach us? You can email us contact at yourpopfilter and be like, "Yo, hear my thoughts." Don't hit send. Type your thoughts. Yeah, uh, please. We're, we're not gonna know. Hear what my thoughts. thoughts are. Oh, we're waiting. Yeah, uh, or give us a call at. Uh, one five six two D R D J P O P. That's one five six two Doctor D J Pop. That is our robot associate whose foot is a spatula, and his eye is a surfboard. <laughs> weird head. Guy's got a weird head. Weird head. But he still like writes down messages. Yeah, he's well, he's, a, yeah. he's a great. He's he's a, he's great a great. receptionist. He's a great. He's one of the greats. Uh, that is it for this week. Ryan, do you want to know what's going on next week? Are they going to a mall? After hearing about Lindsay and Ryan's failed attempt at dinner with Kalab the night before, Kirsten arranges a dinner that she can supervise. But her presence makes no difference when the hot-tempered Ryan and the egotistical Kalab immediately butt heads and disaster strikes when Caleb collapses from a heart attack. Oh, shit. Meanwhile, Sandy keeps Rebecca's presence in Newport a secret from Kirsten, which will definitely not blow up in his face after deciding to take her case to court. Marissa and Alex's relationship intensifies while Seth and Summer spend a lot of time together at Zach's insistence. So hold on to your boots. That can't all be in one episode. That's dude. in one single episode of the OC. 18 episodes of the OCD. Until then, stay gay, dads, and get me those Green Lantern JPEGs late California! California! Yeah.